Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Reality Right After. This is episode four. My name is Wellington Gomez. I am the chief editor of the Reality Rundown. And today you are joining me next to my superstar co-host. Hi, Ricky. Hi, what's the tea? It's your girl, Ricky. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ricky B. You know the vibes. Hi, Kay. Hi everyone. Of course, you can follow me at underscore K King. Come check me out. Hi, Katie Ann. How are you? Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We got some good stuff for you guys today. And follow me on all social media platforms, Katie Ann underscore. And today we have a special guest co-host. Hi, Thomas. Hey guys, what's going on? How you doing? Thomas J here. So let's get into it. Let's get into the show. So today we have a special show. Instead of um, instead of doing our usual segments that we usually do, we're gonna do a an entire episode of hot topics and what's you know on the headlines today. So we're gonna run down the tea and we're gonna get right into it. So first of all, I don't know if you guys know, but the nominations for the double and double Image Awards came out. And some of our favorite girls were nominated, and those was Giselle Bryan and Robin Dixon from the Real Housewives of Potomac. They were nominated for Outstanding Podcast. Um, also, our girl Garzelle got nominated for Outstanding Host and Outstanding Talk Series. These are huge nominations. You know, the... Um, the NAACP Image Awards are huge, and we want to put more emphasis on Black awards because we're always we're always so defeated when we don't get nominations at the Grammys, when we don't get nominations at um, Golden Globes, you know, the big, white, mainstream awards. But when it comes to these, like, these are the ones that we actually have to care about. So I'm actually happy to see some of our favorite housewives nominated. What do you guys think, Ricky? Stay Black. Um, no, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kudos to Robin and kudos to Giselle and kudos to Garcelle. I think um, it's about time Garcelle got recognized. You know, she's been a, been a part of our lives since the Jamie Foxx show and, and, and just has uh, been with me since I was a kid. So it was nice to see her get acknowledged for her work on The View and um, within the realm. the real. I don't know. That was a, what is it called? A Freudian slip. Um, But uh, (laughs) on the real, keeping it real on the real. Um, Giselle and Robin, I have not listened to the podcast, but I think um, maybe they had a friend down to the committee. Who knows? But I'm definitely proud of them um, for their nomination. And it's a great look for Black women in reality TV. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, listen, I, I love Garcelle. I'm here for Garcelle. I definitely think it's time that, you know, she gets her flowers uh, while she's here. So I, I, congratulations to her. I think she's been doing a phenomenal job um, on The Real. I think that she was a, a great addition. And so I'm happy to, you know, see that she uh, got those nominations. Uh, reasonably shady, you know, listen, I think it's all about the, the platform. I know like they're on uh, Charlemagne's uh, platform and that could definitely be a reason why they were able to capture uh, that nomination. Listen, I may not like them on the show, but kudos to them and everything that they're doing. 
um, in their endeavors because listen, you know, women gotta support women, so. Right, right. <laughs> what about you, Katie? I just find the irony of the podcast being called Reasonably Shady and <laughs> throwing her shade. <laughs> but, you know, congratulations to all three of them, you know, regardless of who they are on the reality TV shows, they're making history to some capacity. And I hope they actually do win, you know? They put in their work, especially Garcelle. Garcelle's graced our television for so long, so it's well-deserved. Well, congratulations to those ladies. We will definitely be looking out for who the winners are. Speaking of winners, uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey girls then dropped their hashtag, bruh, and we want to see what it's about. Wellington, can you show us what it's about? We want to see, honey. Some people are born great, and some are born Jersey. I don't start the drama, Hi. but I will stop the show. I say, when you have nothing to hide, <laughs> there's nothing to lose. You don't have to pay me a compliment, but you do have to pay me respect. My nose may be new. Cheers. But I could still smell a rat. I have a new king. Good job. Finally. But I'm still the queen of New Jersey. Wow, the tagline. <laughs> Everybody ate but Teresa and Jackie. I... Uh -huh. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Those were my favorites. <laughs> Everybody, I have a new king, but I'm still the queen of New Jersey. That was a snooze fest, Greg. <laughs> really? I actually thought it was good, you know, because I may have a new nose, but I can still smell a rat. Or <laughs> the girls just, it, it just, it wasn't like, ugh. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, okay. So the one that I didn't that I didn't understand was Melissa's. Some people are born great and some are born Jersey. To me, I'm like, what like what does that mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does that tie into your story? Like, what is going on? She did end up going on social media and saying that she actually hated the tagline that they picked and that she didn't actually pick that tagline. So there goes to show, but being that there are great people, and then there are people who are from Jersey, which is like a higher separation. That's what I thought too. That's she what I lied. <laughs> she didn't lie. I mean, don't come for the Jersey girls. The girls, the Jersey girls, <laughs> do not come for the Jersey girls. She lied, but you know, it's funny enough because I thought Melissa's was one of the better ones and she didn't like it or she didn't pick it at that. And I was like, wait, but yours, yours was actually good compared to the rest of everybody else's. The rat one, I didn't like that one at all. I thought it was corny, but I thought they did, hmm, I'll rate them an eight. It was cute. You don't shade Jersey girls, the heavy hitters come from Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think that those were the best taglines like ever but i definitely think it was enough to get us excited about the new season like you know the taglines came out and we're like yes we one step closer you know what i mean to the season premiere so it did what it was supposed to do and you know what why i said she lied because melissa is not the person to have said that <laughs> it could have been anybody else and it would have made better sense and that's why i'm disagreeing with what she said not because i'm cheating the jersey girls <laughs> Uh, because she's from Jersey, I'm gonna shoot her some bell. Jersey girls are 
better. <laughs> well, what's the next story, Kay? Yes. It's me. I, I'm here to talk about like the Russian mob. No, I'm playing. Not the <laughs> but listen, you know, word on the street is that, you know, PK finally paid off his $2 million debt that he owed to the casino Bellagio um, after 10 years. And listen, I'm not going to say anything about anybody paying debt after 10 years. Because listen, I still owe Navient or whoever they pretended to be today. Sure. So listen, if it takes you 10 years to pay your debt off, honey, pay it off it's suspicious how you were able to pay it off wink wink however it has been settled according according to court documents he was able to deliver the 2.7 million dollars to satisfy the debt the 2000 2019 judgment like i said according to court documents have has now been settled um i believe he owed what 3.6 million so I'm gonna let y'all do the math. I'm gonna let y'all put y'all, you know, tea in the cup on that one because I have some speculations on how he was able to get that money so fast. But you know, hey, what do I know? I mean, it could have came from those those marriage gowns. In the words of the infamous Miss Cameron Huger, the grand dame, you gotta make millions to owe millions. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. I think that's interesting. Right. And I also think that it's interesting that through all of these problems that PK is having in the last couple of months, like somehow he was able to pay this $3.6 million debt that has taken him 10 years to pay off. You got broken into your house, you got arrested for a DUI, and somehow this debt that has taken you 10 years, you like figured out how to pay it off like right away. And I would believe if it was anybody else, but because it's PK, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's honest. Like, if I'm being completely honest, like, I don't know if, I don't know. What you do know, you guys think? You know, PK is the original material girl, so. <laughs> I just don't understand one. How do you owe a casino two million dollars? Like, were you having a gambling addiction? Like, how did that even start? First of all, you are a husband, a father. There's so many other things to focus and put money towards. Maybe you're college tuition or their trust fund something but you know everybody struggles with their own situation and thing and I just don't feel like gambling would have been my first choice you know I, I just don't understand how that even came about like how did he end up owing so much money to a casino of all places I could understand like if he was in credit card debt or something like that but this it's like what 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 was he really doing there and how often was he going to vegas to rack up a two million dollar bill and like wellington said you know was it the insurance money from this robbery like what is it is um dorit over there giving him some of her funds from her clothing line i i just don't understand pk's been getting in a lot of mess and i just hope you know now that he cleared this massive debt he makes a u-turn and Go on the straight and narrow, you know? I absolutely agree. I think that we finally have Thomas yeah. back. Let's see. Hey, Thomas. Hey, hey guys. Hey. Okay, good. Yeah. We have you back. <laughs> <laughs> so are we so we're, talk Go ahead. we're talking about PK finally paying his $2 million debt um, to the Las Vegas casino. So you have any comments on this? 
Yeah, um, I think that uh, PK doesn't want the karma to come back around for him. We all see how he behaved last season as he was talking about um, Tom and, you know, all of the things that he had going on and Erica's legal dramas. And so to prevent, you know, from the reef from going on from what has been a really eventful season for her, if we've been following kind of like what's been going on in her storyline as far as what's happening in the press, this is one thing he wanted to take off of her load. So, I mean, I commend him for it because he was carrying on last season and I would have had everybody else carrying on the same way this season because he was acting out. So, I mean, kudos to him to have the two million to pay it off because child, that's a coin. Right, right. I completely agree. It's it's just crazy, child. Katie, and you got the next story. What's up? What's up? Give us yes. One. Let's talk about Miss Shakari Richardson. You know, there's been rumors going around all over social media in regards of the big, the celebrity Big Brother cast, and she will not be joining, contrary to what you guys have been hearing. And along the lines, you know, there's also been mention of Mimi Leakes and Erica Jane also joining the show, but. Rumors have it that's also not true. So, what are you guys' take on that? It's I was like dying when I heard that Nene Leaks was going to be on this show because I'm like, girl, Nene Leaks and New York, like Tiffany Porter, like it's giving. We want to see it. Like we need it now. So now I'm hearing that she's not coming back. You know these other reports that we have. I'm kind of tired of the headlines. I just want like Celebrity Big Brother to finally put something on. Like, what do you guys think? I agree. I think Tiffany was the absolute star on Celebrity Big Brother UK and some hilarious moments. Tiffany's one of my favorites. Ideally, I would love to get Jocelyn, Nene, and Tiffany in the same room for Kiki. That's like my ultimate fantasy um, is to get the, some of the head honcho girls uh, in, in black reality TV and get them down to the cameras and see what goes on, see who's the real right. head honcho, who's the real funny girl. Um, right. That's what I really right. want to see. And so I, I got real excited when I saw Tiffany and Nene going to Big Brother. I said, oh, them living together, child, I'm going to be keying. Um, but who knows? Um, I really don't. Uh, Shikari, I don't know if I'm ready to see her in uh, reality television. She's a little young. And I think, you know, I don't want this to impede on her um, athletic career. Um, but being that she did have a lot of controversy, I think it would it, it would be beneficial to peak into her life as long as it don't end up like Portia Chat. Um, but that's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would have wanted to see um Shikari on Celebrity Big Brother because I don't feel like she's that far along in her career um for an opportunity like that. Like I feel like you know she she has some more work to put in. Um and I definitely like you said Ricky don't want to see anything um distract from you know what I mean what she, she you know her track goals and things of that nature because it's already been a lot of chatter um around there so i would definitely love to see her focus on that um uh, and then look for different opportunities down the road um as far as nene not being on um celebrity big brother that's kind of sad um of course we all want nene back on our screens but listen you know she's out here living her best life hopefully you know maybe we can get um a, a show on uh peacock I don't know. Peacock, call Mimi Lee and get with the girl, okay? Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm actually excited to see it, um, and I I hope Tiffany, you know, does what we know that she is good at: bringing the drama, telling it like it is. Um, I feel like I, I'm I'm 
I'm indifferent. I was kind of intrigued by the idea of seeing Shakira Richardson. I mean, to a lot of y'all's point, she has had a lot going on in the headlines in relation to her career. I think she um, has been uh, tantalizing at times. She's been terrorizing at times. And I think that makes for a good reality TV star, if you ask me. So I think, especially coming from the younger generation, Generation Z is just now getting more of a voice in a lot of different areas of our entertainment and our politics and our culture. So to be able to see somebody like that um, after the public fallout, after we, you know, the triumph and then the fallout, I think would have been interesting to see. But her in the house with those names we mentioned, I don't know if that would have been a good mix because when you talk about the Tiffany Powers and the elites of the world, these are our reality TV heavyweights. And so if that I mean, it's not true, apparently, but if that was to be the case, because, you know, Tiffany Pollard was supposed to join Big Brother the season that Omarosa joined. And then when Omarosa joined, they, you know, worked it out for Tiffany not to be a part. So for her to actually be a part, she was going to be on this cast. I'm all the way here for it because her own celebrity Big Brother in the UK was a mess. Uh, <laughs> she's just a natural actress. So I think she'd be able to bring some more pizzazz to it because especially coming off of the, the real season where we had the first black winner after having a black takeover of the show. And we were able to really put in a, to a position with like real celebrities and the reality TV shape up that will kind of give us entertainment, that will give us that drama that doesn't borderline on bizarre because Big Brother be kind of bizarre. I feel like um, that Milton part could be really dope. Uh, hearing Erica Jane's name in the mix too, I'm like, how she got time for that? So she's going to be in jail sharing a cell with Jim. I was confused as to how she got in the mix, but hey. Celebrity cellmate. I actually didn't like Shakari being attached to the cast only because I feel like after going through everything with the Olympics and the trials and all of those things, I think she needs to take a break from being air quotes attacked or being targeted, you know, for the sake of her mental health and so many other things. I feel like there's better opportunities that she could go towards that people won't be throwing daggers at her. Um, and then she also, she's she defends herself to the max too. And I, I sometimes feel like black women shouldn't always be placed in the position to be on defense mode. So I wasn't too fond of her joining the show. And then I also didn't know how she would be amongst those other strong personalities as well. Is either they were gonna eat her alive and, or, and she was gonna sit in the corner and cry, or they were gonna be like motherly towards her and kind of guide her. But then that's not why they're on the show, right? So I, I, I wasn't really too much here for it, just for her, just because I feel like there's better opportunities that she could chase or attach her name to where it won't be so much of her having to be on defense or having to fight people on the internet weekly about whether her comments or their comments, you know, I don't know, find find some other lane to focus on. Focus on your track career. I mean, you're still doing that. So maybe something else, but this wasn't it for me with that. But I was excited for the other girls because Nene, Tiffany, Come on, those are, those are our gods on reality TV, you know, and we love seeing them regardless of what network they're on, what show they're on, they bring it and they know how to be themselves to the max and always give us great entertainment, great one-liners and the good, good, good up quotes. So yeah, I was totally here right. for that. So it's unfortunate that they won't be on the show. 
I know it's so unfortunate. Um, even more unfortunate is the fact that Mary Cosby did not attend the season two Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. Like, so she finally speaking out as to why it is that she did not attend the reunion. Um, as many of you know, Mary did not attend and during a conversation on Twitter spaces uh, last Tuesday, Cosby opened up about her decision to skip the reunion and said that the reason why was that the only thing I have to say about the reunion is I didn't go because I, it was one-sided, um, she shared. Everyone heard one side of what they felt. I mean, they told lies, one side of my story. And I was not going to get on that reunion for a four-part reunion and talk about this guy who has passed away. So clearly she's talking about Cameron. Um, she feels that the ladies have lied on her and that she just wasn't going to give them their time. What do you guys think, Ricky? So it's been clear since season one, episode one, that Mary was the star. She wasn't even a, a, a full you know, a cast member at the time, but then they really audiences and she really became a fan favorite and everybody rallied behind Mary and since then those those girls uh, have been sidelining trying to take Mary down and I think what happens on these predominantly um, uh, white shows is that a lot of the times the minority girls are pitted against each other who's going to be that girl that's accepted and I think Mary was such a, a breath of fresh air because she genuinely didn't give a fuck like Mary was just Mary. She was down to the church. She was down to her outfits and she just didn't care. And so she's, you know, she said some outlandish things and done some outlandish things. But I think this season they really tried to lean in on her and, and create the narrative. One, that she was a cult leader and two, that she was a bigot um, and supported Asian hate. And so I think that she made a, a proper decision um, in, in skipping the reunion and taking her power back as did Monique when she left the show on her terms. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't even think they're going to have a reunion without Mary. How are they going to have a reunion without Mary? So I think she was able to take her power back in that aspect. And I really appreciated that. And then for her to get on spaces and talk and then for everything else that I'm sure we'll get into next to fall out after yeah, yeah. Uh, she made her exit was just ice on the cake. She said, she's going to send Jesus after the people. And he came. <laughs> and he came. What do you guys think? Listen, did she say four part reunion? No, man. Right. <laughs> not, like, I don't want to Now, without Mary. Now, if, if Mary was there, yes, maybe a four part reunion, but even still, I think that would have ran it into the ground. Absolutely not without Mary, though. Like, there's really no need for those girls to have a four part reunion without Mary because she was most of their storyline. So it's like, if she's not there, what are y'all going to talk about for four episodes? No, no, sir. No, we can't do that. Um, as far as Mary skipping um, the reunion, listen, I love a woman that can make a decision and not have to worry about, you know, relying on uh, these men that run these these programs, right? Like Mary said, nope, you're not going to tell me what to do. I have the power and I'm taking my power back. And I love that for her. Listen, I'm not going to sit up here and spend 12 hours talking about things that you guys know nothing about. You guys have um, called around to everybody in Salt Lake City. Y'all done got all these stories. Y'all done putting them together, trying to make it seem like y'all know what y'all talking about, and you don't. And I don't need to explain myself to you, so therefore, I don't need to show up to this reunion, because I'm not going to explain myself. And so I think she right. made the best decision for her. I respect it. 
I love Mary. Like I said, I can love somebody and still call them out on, you know, some of the stuff that they said that is inappropriate. However, she did send the Holy Spirit in her place. This is why they did not know that Mary was there because we know that the Holy Spirit is invisible. So listen, them, them girls did not know what was coming. And let me just tell you, Mary woke up that morning and she said, Jesus, he, he didn't even let her finish her prayer. He said, it is finished. <laughs> Katie. Done. <laughs> I honestly always say, like, if you think you're not in control, look at the situation because you are in control. And she said that to herself, removed herself from negativity. And she, I was a part of that Twitter space, you know, where she talked for a while and she shared so much and she was so open and honest. And I feel like when you're uncomfortable, you don't have to stay. You, no one's forcing. No one can force you to be and do anything you don't want to, regardless of a contract or not. Those things can always be overturned. And I just think, for her, her on the show, she was very much so uncomfortable, and she was consistently put in a situation where she had to defend herself. Like I mentioned before, like black women get on these TV shows, and then they have to be on defense mode, and it's unfortunate that, you know, Jen and Mary weren't allies on this show, but we see eventually that everything that Mary stated about majority of the cast here was true. And as we got yesterday, I should say, when we saw half the things online, it's just crazy that a lot of these women have things attached to them that they could focus on or fix. And they rather pinpoint and blame somebody else to break them down, to remove them from a show. And then I also think it stems from hate and jealousy because we, we do like her, you know, she's not perfect by no means, but she's likable. And I think that's what they don't like. And they try to force us not to like her. And I love that Mary took control of the situation. Right. What about you, Thomas? Do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think um, that Mary Crosby is uh, going to take RHO SLC down with her if they don't allow her to return next season. Um, I feel like they're force feeding this franchise down our throats by a four-part reunion in the second season. Let's be clear about the four-part reunion and its relationship to Real Housewives. It was conceived because of a very iconic thing that happened on RHOA. So I understand that these turn of events that they are concocting on RHOSOC are, are trying to be comparable in some fashion, but it's paling in comparison. So I think we should meet RHOSOC where they are which is a cute another two-part reunion for the second season. Right. Um, especially Jennifer Alada, you all point earlier that Mary, who is the majority of their storyline, is not going to be there. Um, I think that Mary has been attacked from the beginning. I think that mm -hmm. once we realized that she has was a fan favorite, but even Andy was fawning over her when she was in Watch What Happens Live. He was like, I'm so excited to have her in the studio for the first time. Yeah. So think about her as a um, an emerging figure in the housewives culture. I think those other girls were shook that they couldn't, you know, capture the storyline, that Jen couldn't scam her way to the top, that Meredith couldn't found her way to the top, that, you know, Whitney couldn't fake food and her relationship with her husband to the top. You know, it was just, and I don't even know what Jenny's doing. I mean, I just don't know what she's doing. Man. 
But um, I'm not going to miss Mary if she doesn't come back with those tacky wigs and those tacky outfits and everything that she brings. Because it's just, you can't believe she's a real person sometimes. And I think that that's the beauty of her being on the show. And so I don't think it's, it's going to be um going <coughs> support Mary on this. And I so, just want, sorry, Wellington. I just want no, to say ahead. real quick, can we cut the reunions to maybe like two cap? And if it's something major happens where it's like, Breaking news, CNN, Bravo, shocks the world. We get three parts because I feel like they're gonna not get us excited anymore for a reunion. Because I do not want to, I don't want to see them in the closet getting dressed. I don't care to hear them walk off stage and go in the back and have one little line where they tease us for. I don't care to hear. I felt like um, Beverly Hills could have been a quick three parts. You know, half these women are still in these, um, court cases and they can't speak on everything. And what's the sense of asking Jen or Erica the same thing? Oh, what can you tell us? What can you do? Right. We don't care. We really don't care, especially when we're gonna know about the end result before it's even aired. Because you know, as news happens live, we'll know about it first and discuss about it on social media. I want right. us to still have that excitement for reunions, to see the women sit down, to wrap up the season. I feel like when they elongate it and drag it out, it's just not exciting anymore. I was not excited for Beverly Hills reunion because once I heard four parts, I was like, yeah, I'm only gonna watch the second one and maybe the third. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, so my whole thing is, is that, remember when Jersey had that two part reunion last season and it was lit from beginning to end, part one, part two, quick. It was juicy. Every moment was like, damn, this was a good reunion. Like 10 minutes in, we was getting jaw-dropping moments. Jennifer gathering the entire left side of the reunion by herself. That's a reunion I like. Do not stretch your content if you don't have your content. Like, don't do it. I don't care. Like, I don't know if it's like the wives, because you know they get paid per episode. And I'm wondering if the production um team is also getting paid per episode too, because there's no reason why Salt Lake City had those five first episodes this season it did not gave i did not start watching solid city with like actual anticipation into jen shaw got arrested everything be prior to that like i could have you know we could have lived without it but let's get to the big news of the week the you know breaking news that real housewives of solid city star Jenny was caught on social media. I, I just can't even. Jenny, I, I, I wouldn't even give her the screen by herself. So I put her next to Mary because I just I won't even give her the screen. Um, fans are calling for Jenny to be fired from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City after several racist social media posts um, have appeared to promote Why Lives Matter from 2020 resurfaced this week. Over six months span in 2020, amid the ongoing Black Lives Matter protests, Jenny allegedly posted and reposted memes and photos, including ones which mentioned phrases like, and I quote, Black Lives Matter thugs and violent gangs. Some of the um, posts that she's made we're showing on screen right now. Um, you know, trigger warning if you're Black, this is truly just violence and disrespectful ignorance. Um, later on, she did um, submitted an apology 
She said, I want to acknowledge and apologize for my deleted Facebook post from 2020 that resurfaced today. At the time, I thought I was speaking out against violence, but I have since learned how offensive and hurtful my words were. It's why I deactivated my is why i deactivated the account more than a year ago and why i continue to try to learn about my perspectives different from my own i regret the post and i sincerely i'm sincerely sorry for the pain i've caused guys ricky i think like you need to speak on this go ahead do 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 in the words of my famous sister shanae you're done she's packed i don't want to hear it because she has such vitriol i think what the girls do, like, okay, Jen tried to eat Mary. She couldn't eat Mary. All the girls right. tried to eat Mary. They can't eat Mary. So then, you know, Jenny came in, got a battery in her back, and then the vitriol she had for Mary, throwing stuff at her, screaming at her. I'm like, why is the girl giving so much anger? Right. That's not right. even Mary's, like, you know, disposition. You know what I mean? And then for her to be like, she's uh, uh, stop Asian hate. She's the bigot. She's racist. When you know full blown down to the, t the kitchen table, you're racist. Right. right? And for these, these tweets and these posts to resurface, I just feel like Bravo's response um, was a little lax in how they would respond to that of other cast members. And there wasn't even a response, if you're being honest. There wasn't a response. Like they, you know, they ate Kenya up when she had on the Native American costume. Let's talk about it. So I think, you know, it should be the same response but for the Ramonas and the Jennies of the world. Jennies out here talking about welfare and black people and thugs and this, this and that. She hasn't even been on the, the franchise long enough to even consider having her back, girl. You are a freshman and you get moved to another school. She should not return. They shouldn't let her return. She brought nothing to the show but a black scent like Aquafina. And I'm done with it. Bye wig. What what do you Bye guys think? Week. Any other thoughts? I mean, I'm I'm I agree with Ricky B. Here here's my thing. Like any other person, you know, outside of Ramona, uh, that you know may have come on and, and said these type of things, we might would have been able to say, all right, let's see, you know, how much they've grown, how how much they've learned from you know these previous posts, right? Like, but it's the fact that she went so hard for Mary. And the things that Mary said, knowing full on well ago that she was out there. I mean, that's a little stretch, but still, two days ago that she was out in the backyard posting these things. Yeah, you you have to be fired now because it's like we we can't even get past these things and the hate that you had and all the things that you. Oh, you should know better, da 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 at your age. Uh, man, you should know better at your age as well. Okay. Right. So right. for that reason, she can go. I never liked Jenny from the beginning, honestly. Like I didn't really think that she brought anything to the show. I don't care about your husband wanting a sister wife. Take that to TLC. Sure. Uh, Bravo ain't here. <laughs> Take that to TLC for real. <laughs> Katie and any thoughts? Um, I don't wanna stand on my hill. Cause I could go all night about this stuff, but my yeah, biggest thing, my biggest thing is, you know, we're in 2020 January. These posters are from 20. I mean, we're in 2022, my apologies. And these posters are from 2020. And this show was definitely being filmed shortly after those posters were put out. And, you know, there's a lot of people who 
have been on the opposite side of Black Lives Matter and after they saw what happened to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, it, it shook them, you know, they're like, oh my God, like before it might have not been like, you know, march on or whatever the case might have been, but that definitely woke a lot of people up. And even some of the things that she was posting, it's kind of productive because even this photograph with MLK, they beat them after this. So what was the point of this? You, you're insinuating that they changed the world by marching, but you're also ignoring the fact that the reason why they're marching is because people before them and even after them are still being beaten and brutalized. So what is your point? Um, for her to put out this apology, it's just like, you knew these posts exist. You didn't even delete them. You just deactivated the account. So you still somewhat left the account to be found or these things to be found. And you targeted a black woman on the show. So it doesn't really help your narrative that you're trying to push with this apology. And on top of that, you are so quick to say, stop page and hate. And here's my thing. You cannot be a person of color and say, oh, don't attack my community. And then you attack another person of color's mm -hmm. community. It, it, you look stupid. You look stupid. Not yeah. only are you racist, you look like you have an IQ of zero. It doesn't make sense. And I think with, with her even having any type of possibility of coming back to television is sick because we're trying to change the world. We're trying to move forward. Everyone, you know, in this generation anyways, is trying to avoid anybody else being brutalized by police or black people facing any more issues and struggles in society. And even half the, the quotes that she put out, like you're talking about poverty. Do you even know who's the highest on the totem pole of poverty? I think you need to look into that because who you think you're targeting is not necessarily who you think you're targeting. And it's really annoying. I wish she, I almost wish we never even met the woman, honestly. Like, how can we delete her completely? Just uh, she said, control we, we, delete, we, could, we could even completely delete the second season of Salt Lake City. I don't even care to see anything else of Jen or whatever the case might be, just because this woman is sick. She is sick. Like, how do you sit there and agree with this as an adult? And you have young children. You have young right. children. And then you want to talk about oh, what you might have faced in Long Beach, California. Let's go back to the history of Blacks versus Asians during those times when you were growing up. Cut it out. No one feels so sorry. Before Thomas gets in, I, I did want to mention how it's like, I I really hate even seeing what, like having to see episodes. We still have, I think, probably like five episodes left in the season or like four episodes left in the season. And something that I saw on Twitter that was very interesting is said that these were not comments that she made one day and like she can take back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't something that uh, she came across somebody that pissed her off. And because of that, she made like a very like anger based comment. These comments are like rooted in darkness. They're rooted in violence. They're rooted in like legit racism and time. She definitely, this, these are her feelings for a very long time. This is not something that she just, you know, came about. Like, these comments are not just, they don't go away just because you put out an apology. They don't go away just because you say that, oh, I, I am so sorry for the pain that, you, that I caused. Like, first of all, you know what you were doing when you put it out. You knew, you feel like you were part of a safe space. 
which is why you posted it because your friends didn't say anything. No one around you said anything because you're from Utah and that's just the norm over there. So to you, you were in your little bubble, you were in your in your safe space and it goes to show the problem that we have in America. People everywhere put post comments like this and because they feel very safe in their rural very racist like you know white majority towns so here my problem comes in the sense that we were casting in 2020 for the second season and how come a production company missed tweets from the same year it doesn't make sense like if you if, if this were tweets from 10 years ago i can understand how an intern did not do the research you know but if a tweet from the same year that casting is being done for the second season and like Facebook uh, posts, I mean, like there's no, there's no excuse to that. Thomas, I don't know if you want to comment on this. Yo, you really, it's so crazy. You look at the words out of my mouth in your last piece because I was getting ready to say, we need to talk to who's doing the booking and for the talent over there um, for that particular production company because for her, I think that she tried to make it a, a point to say in my now deleted Facebook post as if you deleting it would have been better than you not posting it at all. Right. Deleting right. it because clearly it's not deleted because once you we all know you put something out into the cyberspace, it lives forever. So we all we have the screenshots, clearly we just threw them up there and multiple people have them. But even bigger than that, I think it's interesting how people can clearly detect racism when it's against anybody else other than black people. And for the rest of the cast to be on Jeannie's side when it came to the whole situation with Mary, I would love to see if any of them would take the social media to call Jeannie out about this particular situation. And then we can speak about growth and we can speak about how cancel culture is not really alive and well. But I think people who don't want to be held accountable for their actions are always speaking about how cancel culture is toxic. If you truly are a changed person and you truly have learned from your mistakes, then you should have no problem demonstrating said growth to those who challenge. That should be something that you should have no issue doing. And I think we've gotten into a space where we've allowed our housewives to be infallible. And I think we're going to approach a um a, a time where we need to take more accountability. We got Kelly Dodd out of there. And you know we do need to hold the Ramona singers of the world accountable for her to be for them to cancel the whole reunion, you know, for her. We're putting certain housewives on a pedestal to where they can do no wrong, but we're condemning others, i.e., Mimi Leaks, for closing her laptop and not want to continue the reunion. But you're going to do other girls and cancel the whole production because you know she was acting fool in New York. You know you're going to let these other girls still come on, even though like why is Jen Shaw not get scamming people not? Still the biggest story, but we're talking about G uh, Mary talking about Jeannie now. You see how they do the twist? Yeah, right. uh, it's a mess. Right. And real quick, I think you made a valid point. If you're a changed person, if you see half of what's going on in society and you posted these things that you aligned yourself with, right? Racism and all of these other things, it wouldn't take when all of these things that are dug up go viral for you to say sorry. I would have been, if I was in her shoes, although I would never be, I would have been deleted them and be like, oh, if y'all might, I might have been on something, but I'm woke or whatever the case might be, I'm a change. This would have happened a long time ago. It would have probably been the first thing as soon as I introduced myself to the world. Hey, I'm so-and-so and I apologize for the dumb things I've done in my past. Shaw, you would have never caught me. Like, if you, if like, why? Like, 
Because it's not, it, it's not embedded in you. It's not embedded in you to hate other people. Just for the tea is the same production people who are selecting the, the Jennies are selecting the Ramonas. And so the, the reason why there's no great pushback is because sediments are shared, right? And so I think on one end, people, when you work in production, it's like, this is the hot topic. This is the controversy, racial discourse, racial uh, divide. And so we saw, because it's no way these shows working in TV, you know, they will look jobs. Everybody will look through your social media Right. They don't want to deal with the backlash unless, and you know, certain companies like the Chick-fil-A, they don't care. Yeah, I said it. It said, either you're going to get a chicken sandwich or you ain't going to get a chicken sandwich. But I said what I said and I ain't changing on it. And that's how they've been, they've been operating. But I think what's even more frustrating is I, I feel like uh, the tone that we don't talk about is is uh, Black women built the Bravo fandom, right? Or, or, or cultivated or the Black girls cultivated this this huge culture that is bravo and we're still fighting for their lives in salary still fighting for their lives in fair treatment still fighting for their lives in spinoffs and specials and all the things that they deserve and so i think it's just incredibly frustrating that we don't get to see a mary turn into the star we know she can be to do a 10-year run and to become one of those girls we don't see a predecessor for nini and we don't have nini we don't we don't have any of those things because they're not taking the time to really uh, rally around our favorite, and so we right. lose the Monique before her time, and we lose the Mary before her time, and we we lose all these people, and it's just unfortunate to me that they still don't have enough care to uh, water um, girls that put in overtime for the network. So. So my question for you guys is, do you think there's still like hope or any possibility for Mary to come back to the show after the things that have happened, the things that have occurred? I hope she comes back. I hope she comes back. She, I'm not going to say it would be a disservice to herself, but maybe to us as fans who are looking forward for more from her, maybe some answered things that people put out about her. You know, there's multitudes of stories that are consistently out about her character. And I mean, she. I think those are things I would like to see her come back and finish out, even if she's going to leave. But I wouldn't want her to come back just because of us, but for herself and also her mental health and her career and all these other things mm-hmm. in her family. But I hope she does come back. Right. I don't know. I don't know if she has I don't know if she has a future. Go ahead, Kate. Um, I mean I would like to see Mary um come back. Like I was actually surprised to see and hear, you know, how much Andy actually really does like her. Um and so I, I think he would definitely be open um to, you know, having further conversation with her and possibly um bringing her back. Um I think also with the things that have unfolded with jenny and clearly probably how you know what i mean we don't know what happened on the reunion but we can bet our bottom dollar our last dollar that they were really you know going after america she wasn't there to defend herself so i think that he may see that as an opportunity to say hey you know what i mean you can come back for third season let's you know what i mean see how things uh, play out but again it's mary's choice i love it i love the fact that she has a choice um, right. you know, to come back on that. Um, and again, like I said, I mean, we love her, uh, but it's 
totally up to her on whether or not um, she wants to come back. Well, um, I don't know if anybody else has any more thoughts, but you I know, just want to say one thing. I ahead, think back, but more importantly, those who should not come back um, on that show is a lot of them. We need to clean house when it comes to those girls because a lot of girls skate and buy, and I hate that Bravo and the production companies allow this so the girls can just fly under the radar while most of the other girls are pulling the, the wagon for everybody in a particular season. So I mean, we can't, I mean, as much as Meredith about to have married back, she can go, we can get rid of Whitney, even I thought she was going to be a sponsor, she's annoying, we can get rid of Heather, she's not giving what she's supposed to have given as a, as a center of snowflake, we can get rid of these girls, Jen, we want her in jail, let's start off with a fresh plate, and stop putting these black girls on these shows, but she's the only one, you know what I'm saying, give her two black girls at least so somebody can have their back, you know, please. Yeah, right. Agree. And, and not only that, stop throwing POCs in there just because you think it's going to fit your quota, it's not working. Diversity right. Inclusion. <laughs> It's exactly. not working. I agree with that. And I mean, and just because you put two POCs on there doesn't mean that it's the same, right? Like, if you're going to put a black woman on there, she needs another black woman to be able to have her back because we relate to each other in different ways, right? And so I definitely agree with Thomas by saying, yes, not just one um, black woman, put multiple black women. I'm not even talking about two, put three, four. I don't know. Like, I feel like we have the ability to uh, create more or bravo has the ability to create more space um for our people um on these franchises and not just in the cities where you think it's predominantly black right and something that um thomas mentioned about having somebody that comes with you as support i was actually having this conversation with someone before i don't know if you guys remember the time in the real housewives of beverly hills reunion that just passed when andy had asked garcelle if she believed that it was true that lisa renna had complained that she did not want to make the show about race. And Garcelle kind of like stood there and thought about it. And she ended up saying, mm, no, she didn't say it. If Garcelle had Cherie there, Garcelle would have said, yeah, she said it. Because Cherie would have been next to her and she would have been like, yep, I believe it too. When you right. have camaraderie and when you have support, you're, you're more you're more open to want to say certain things. Why do all of the other women feel safe to say whatever it is that they can say around all of these black women? Because they're full of, the, like they're, they have people just like them in the cast, they feel safe to say those comments. And black I, women they, are still fair. This, this is right. black women. Like when Kim was on the show, if somebody did something wrong, they were saying they wrong. If Kim did, Kim did something wrong, they saying they wrong. So they're, or even carry down to the married to medicine. There is right. black women have the ability to rally around people and build camaraderie with other races. We mm -hmm. just don't get the same in return. We're always the right. And I think that's what bothers them about Mary because Mary's just like, I don't care who agree with me. I said what I said. And right. And also right. too, a common thing that I see on social media is where they're saying, well, just stick to an all white cast, stick to an all black cast. That's not the world we live in, sweetie. And that's not the people who are tuning into these shows. I don't want to only watch Beverly Hills to see rich white women. I know there's rich well, I, that live there. That comment <laughs> came actually because Mary in the Twitter space, she said, I actually wish the, the cast was all black or the cast was all white. But you, you, the thing with Mary is that she speaks without like thinking, uh, like without uh, without thinking and without knowing how to articulate herself. I think that what she meant was it would be less problems if right. everybody was the same and everybody was getting right. along. And she kind of right. like feels that 
the 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 work that the network puts into the show to try to make any of the minority women feel supported and appreciated mm-hmm. is not enough to just be the only one in one cast. Like you need go ahead, Ricky. I think so. I like when it's like I don't want to see no black girls in Jersey unless they do something separate for black Jersey. I don't want I, I just feel like if you're gonna mix it, mix it right. So if you're gonna right. do a mixed franchise, give me three give me two white girls, give me two Latinx girls, give me two black girls, and two, whatever. Really mix it up. Don't give me all white girls and two POC. You right. Know? Right. But I, but I also think Jersey works because they have a dynamic, they're family, they're close friends for years. So maybe the college situation is not what's sticking out most there as to why we're okay with how Jersey operates. My point is yeah, my point is simply don't think because they're all white, they're always gonna get along or we don't have to talk about racism. Some of these women have black family members. They have black friends outside of this show. And if you're sitting up next to your friend, like a Ramona who's agreeing with negative nasty things about black people and say, I'm Luann's friend, I don't wanna hear you come to my face and say, oh yeah, sorry about what's going on in your community. It's not making sense. Right, Thomas, you ha- you wanted to get in there? Yeah, I was going to get in on the, on the, the the ensemble cast thing that we're talking about because I think mm-hmm. we're getting away from and Katie and kind of stole the foot right out of my mind. We're getting away from the foundation of the show being about the women and their friendships. And so when you assemble, because you can tell that the RHO SOC cast members beyond Whitney and Heather finding out that they were cousins at the at the 13th hour, besides mm-hmm. Lisa and Heather probably known each other vaguely from college or high school, wherever it was they tried to con- you know conceive that they were known from, they didn't have really any real connections to each other outside of the fact that most of them were Mormon. And they don't even talk about <laughs> Mormon as, as much as they as what they sold the show to originally being. When we had of the Royal Housewives of Atlanta is because we know that those girls, Nene and the Sheree and the Kim, they have friendships dating back 10 years. Or at least they known each other in the, in the Atlanta scene. Potomac is working because we have four OGs that have been there from season one that are still trekking strong on the show. You have your two centered matriarchs in the show knowing each other for years prior and being involved in a real way. You see how an ensemble cast is supposed to work. So, even with Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think, you know, it's funny how a lot of these shows are discovering black people because 10 seasons in now we put ourselves on the show and then you add Crystal in for a little razzle dazzle. I mean, it's, it's, it's like black people have money. And it's just like Asian people, Latino people, white people, and they are in Beverly Hills just as much as they are in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like Beverly Hills is trying its best to integrate the cast. I feel like to that mo- that point that you brought up with Lisa Renna, especially with Lisa Renna and Garcelle's friendship going back, you know what I'm saying, with photos from them being back in the modern days and the early days, for them to for, for that to not be an open conversation that they both can have, you can see the way that the show can have an effect on relationships that were formed before Housewives and that are formed during. And so we should start getting back to a barber and the production company should start getting back to the show that feels good with the hand of drama because now all the girls just want to take each other heads off. They always just want to go in and this you know, Royal Rumble every single season, every single episode, or we, we, we are ganging up on one cast member because she's the fan favorite or we don't like her anymore. And we got the Fox Five at, you know, um, Beverly Hills and you got, it's, it's, it's just too, it's so clickish. And we love all of that drama, but it's starting to overtake what made Housewives special. That's all I really, really want to put in there. Do you think that, 
do you think that because i i do i've heard that sentiment in the sense of housewives the dinner scenes and the fighting is it's, it's it was supposed to be about a group of friends getting you know having fun and doing crazy things so do you think that we need less of the drama or like what do you think is, is is a happy medium can i just get in first really quick i just want to say go something ahead, go ahead because I think this is a fundamental problem that King and Moore brought to Real Housewives that turned it very dark in season five of Housewives. And people started to think that that dark drama is what sold the show when it's like fun and drama that sells a show. Some of the most best, some of the best, um, you know, seasons and, and moments from the Housewives came from drama that permeated its way throughout the season, but didn't overtake the narrative of the season and everyone's storyline. It allowed everybody the chance to breathe and to step back, to play a part in it, to jump in and out, and to weave themselves and make it through unscathed. Um, some of the girls are coming out bloody, beaten, bruised, broken from a season, and it's just so traumatic. I think we need an even balance to answer your question. Not more or less, but let's get more of a balance to it. Um, right. Yeah, right. that's what I was going to say, Thomas. Like, I, I think it just needs to be a balance. Like, you know, like look at Beverly Hills, right? Like we know that they're gonna have a dinner party from hell because that's just like something that they they cultivated on their show. However, is every dinner party on Beverly Hills like that? No, they still have dinner parties where you know they talk and they laugh and you know what I mean. Or it may start off a little rocky, but then it ends up good. Like I feel like with Salt Lake City, it's like every time they meet up to have these group scenes, it's like never fun. It's it's always okay. Who we gonna get? We gotta turn up the heat. We gotta start some drama here. Like Whitney didn't have to sit at that table and be like, "Oh well, what, what are we gonna talk about? Let's talk about these friendships." That are, can I eat my steak, girl? Can I can I get some food in me first before you start trying to right. make the drama? I mean, my gosh, we came it's here. You know what I mean? For this, exactly. We came here for this retreat to kind of release stuff, and you're still steadily trying to bring it up. Just let it come up naturally when it comes up, and I think that that's what the issue is. Is when it's forced uh for it to come up at a dinner versus conversations just happen happening naturally so uh i definitely agree i hope they can get back to the whole the balance of things because again we want to see y'all having fun we, we still want to see the drama but like it needs to be cohesive i i think one of the biggest aspects too is society and social media how that plays a factor in all of this as well you know a lot of the girls they get into their heads about who they are on the show because of their fan base and how certain people use their opinions to change their favorite's mind or to pinpoint certain things and then the discussions we also have outside of the show and those women don't stay true to themselves you know they feel like right. oh i gotta go in and do this next season or i gotta mention this and i, I gotta focus more on that and we see um like Thomas mentioned, the earlier days, you know, if we go back and see Nini's premiere day to who she even looks like today, it's completely different and change is good to some capacity, but a lot of change, I feel like sometimes throws things off completely. And I think, you know, the women need to stay true to who they truly are and stop using so much of what is on the internet to come back on the show and apply to. We see Wendy did that this past season in Potomac and how and how a lot of us started not liking her because of it, you know? And I, I'm just over over them not be, being true to themselves and it's getting tiring. Right, to close out this segment, um, so the only person that actually uh 
you know, reacted to the comments that Jenny had made was Meredith. She tweeted the word vile. Then some uh, one of the her fans said, come on, Meredith, you know, you need to say more than that. She said, I'm not allowed to right now, but yes, I have a lot, more, a lot more to say about many things, and I will. Then this is actually, um, this is actually a developing headline. Lisa Barlow just actually commented on a post. She said, things get addressed. And one of the comments said, they're in the middle of filming. It'll be addressed in season three. She says, before then. So we should be hearing from, you know, however, it, whether they're going to bring Mary into an interview, whatever it is, child, we're going to hear how things kind of wrap up. But with that said, this has been episode four of Reality <laughs> Right After. Thank you so much. Ooh. It was a lot to say. <laughs> it was a lot to say, child. Thank you so much for being with me today, for being with my amazing co-host. It was an amazing episode. For more headlines like this, uh, go over to therealityrundown.com. And to stay updated with everything, follow us on Instagram at The Reality Rundown and on Twitter at Reality Rundown underscore. Thank you so much. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Good night. Bye.